Hello everyone, it's WDW Happy Hour here. I was just about to sneeze during that intro, so I'm glad I didn't. Um, it sounded I'm, like you, like when you first I was like, that, like you were like able to do it on command. Like Yeah, no, I, it was, it was going to happen. <laughs> Who knows? So it might be coming. I'm here with Rob. Hello. Scott. Hi. And Matt. Hello. Shushing me already. I'm not shushing you. I'm asking you to get your elbow off the table, please. Um, and we have it's a, rude. We have a great episode today. Um, we have a lot of... It's like a news episode. Like all news. All yeah. news. New news stuff. N-E-W-S. Yeah. And it's 2020. It's our first episode of the new year. So we're really excited to be here. Yeah. Happy New Year, uh, everyone listening. Yes. And everyone at the table. Hope everyone had a good holiday season and, you know... Living it up in this new year. I feel like we'll, we'll help you get back every, to real life. Yeah. Every single person I know in some capacity was was sick. Yep. Mm. In the past two weeks, like every single person in, in Were you Rob? No. Yeah, Rob no. wasn't. Holly Debunked Holly's it. sick enough for Rob. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've passed through it. Yeah, coming I'm still pass pass through coming out you the other sick? side. I, I'm coming out can, of it right I now. Can I can, I can hear a little, na- yeah, a little nasally. Yeah, we're yeah. Uh, we sound great today, guys. Um, but let's start this mother off like we always do uh, with topping it off, where we pick a Disney drink um, from either Disney World or Disneyland, and actually we have a. New uh, new way of doing things this year. It's actually Holly's topping it off, but she is sick. So Rob is going to do Holly's topping it off. So what yes. do we have, Rob? All right. So hopefully, can I you do it up in your best plank. Holly impression? Yeah. Yeah. Do the voice. Yeah, do the voice. Uh, no. no, no. He's gonna get home, and Holly's gonna be like, "What's the voice?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, on our last trip, we ventured. Uh, we were staying at Port Orleans Riverside. And we got there kind of late, so we took the boat down to uh, French Quarter, and we went to the Cat Scats Club slash Lounge. Scat. 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 Cat. Scat. Did I? Is that you what said I said? Cat Scat. Yeah, <laughs> Which would be Scat Cat. <laughs> a very different thing. Hey man, yes. put your thing down, flipping and reverse it. Yes. <laughs> so the drink Holly had was the Big Easy Sangria. Ooh. So this is Big Easy <laughs> Red Blend. Wine, uh, Bayou Satsum, Satsuma, rum liqueur, okay. topped with Sprite, garnished with fruit. Hmm. Yes, it was, um, I had tried it, so it, it's fairly dark. Oh, it is, it does yeah, look dark. It's, uh, oh, dark in color. Hmm. Yes. It was very wine. Wine? Wine centric. Okay. Less. Can you tell me where this stacked up against other sangrias? from Disney like just is this an upper tier or a lower tier where would you put well, it Holly's favorite is the wine bar George correct right. Right. And this does yeah. not hold a candle, a candle okay. to that and I think that the the sake sangria is so unique that you correct. can't even really like like put that in with the other it's just not a traditional sangria so yes. like it's great but from, so this is a replacement she, level sangria she liked this though because she does like red wine mm-hmm. so if you're a red wine fan I guess this would be Something oh, you would I, be, and I am. Yeah, I love a red wine. Um, um, I don't know it. this about you guys, but one, uh, I know the answer for Catherine, but um, around the table, white or red wine, or and white or red sangria, go white, white. What about you, Ram? I don't drink wine. Okay, so, but uh, but I do enjoy sangrias, <laughs> but um, red or white. So it, it's dip. I would if 
if given the choice between the two, I would say white. But my, I do really like the George's sangria at okay. Wine Bar George. So. Catherine. Red, red. And I am red wine, white sangria. Really? Yeah. An anomaly. Just a multicultural kind of guy. Yep, very, very, you know, keep you guessing. Mm. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. And it gets you away from, like, the regular sangria at Disney World is at Beso del Sol, which is nothing. I mean, it's juice. It, right. It's not anything special. So, like, that's, like, if you really like sangria and, and you want to get it somewhere and it's not the standard. Right. And they do have, like, a regular, like, the house sangria. Yeah. I'll call it. Yeah. But this was, like, specifically, like, in the back. It says specialty cocktails. So, I guess you can only... They have a, a handful of specialty cocktails there. But I don't... Did we talk about this... Like with our trip review uh-uh. and the lounge, you said it, you really liked it. Yes, it was it was a a good location. It's very relaxing. Like they had these super comfy chairs, um, and they had like a, a lounge. It was. I'm sorry, lounge. is this still over at French Quarter? Or is yes, this, okay. French Quarter. So it's like right off the lobby. Like it was. So when you walk in the lobby, and again, I haven't been there in yeah. years, but to the left mm-hmm. is that Scat Cat Lounge, and like right, directly and up, like forward and to your left is that big cafeteria, right? Where you have the no, beignets, so, or did they redo that? So I maybe when we stayed there, the food court was under construction, construction. so uh-huh. I think you think it was permanent. <laughs> the permanent food court is to the right. Oh, interesting. there. Like if you're looking at the the lounge, yeah, oh, yeah, right. the lounge to, to the right. Oh, if I'm looking at the lounge, okay. Yeah, well, if you're yeah. coming in, it's still to the left. And then, yeah, okay. And so then, so now the right. the whole scat cats is to that left. Okay, cool. And so, like, they just have like this little stage, and it was a lounge singer and a piano player, keyboard player, and it was fun. Like, people were into it. Like, she was going around getting people to try and sing and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, did you? I did. Yeah. It was you sang? Awful. It was awful. Yeah, I forget even what what it was. Like, Damn it! It was no, no, no. It was. Yeah, she was doing some like riff, like it's jazzy, like hmm. um, songs and whatnot. But it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. All this talk about um, Port Orleans French Quarter kind of bums me out because Kath and I, as you guys know, were well. You guys sitting here, we were supposed to go to New Orleans. Like, the, we booked a trip to New Orleans for a few days because we both had time off, like, the day after Christmas. And we both got sick and had to cancel it. So so I wasn't able to go to the Big Easy. And so the first thing in the New Year is the Big Easy Sangria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. I'll, if if not, I'll there. definitely get to Port Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the Riviera this year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Call back. Yeah, that's all right. And now back to you. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. Oh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, news-wise, uh, we have opening. We got a lot of opening dates, but not much new information uh, for a bunch of different things. So the first one is the Marvel Avengers Campus opening summer 2020. Now it did state here that there's Phase One and Phase Two, but it didn't say what's opening in each of those. Uh, phase Two is is definitely the e-ticket attraction. Of course. Of course, right? <laughs> have they not I hate that they're doing this Star now. To, Star Wars? You know what? Like, that... Have they not? Like, that's why attendance was so bad this year. Do you think, though, that they're not concerned about that, that they like mitigating some of that opening day stampede? I don't know. You, you know what? Um, yeah, I mean, it very well might be... I mean, I, it 
it's more than likely calculated for some reason. And maybe that is a big part of it, like that they want to kind of stagger attendance. I, I mean, I can only assume that they know what they're doing, but because it, it ends up being like a, a, a logistical, like beta test, like, okay, like this is how things run at this Let's many people. Let's make sure our toilets run, our sinks run. Yeah. Our and then when we, when we double, triple attendance, potentially when we have it up and running, then like, we know what to do just on a larger scale. It's possible. So that brings up, an, Holly and I had this this point when we rode Rise of the Resistance and saw the whole totality of Galaxy's Edge. And, and I said, or asked, did they do the right thing? Like staggering the opening? Or did they, should they have just waited till this was ready? What's your opinion? Um, I think they should have waited. Because uh, it gives the land a much different feel and vibe. Um, and I think we, we are in the, the, you know, the top 0.1% of like Disney fandom, right? But the pr- impression out there is like this land was a failure. Like if you talk to random people that don't like follow the ins and outs and follow the news. Oh, really? Every, that's, I think, that's the general I, consensus? I think... Of people I've talked to, yeah, it's like, oh, Galaxy's Edge, oh, it's not doing well, or, oh, that was a dud. Like, that's the reaction that people have said to me, that, no, I'm a Disney fan, but, like, that they don't follow the news and everything. So, So basically, just all the news stories about how attendance was down was, like, the biggest factor in their uh, their opinion on it. That's interesting. Well, the only... What did Disney do... What did Disney Parks have news-wise this year? Like, you saw on, like, local news, associated press stories about the low attendance at Disney Parks. And or then you Disneyland, get, specifically. Right, and then after. you do the math, and you go, well, what was new this year? Yeah. I mean, and it was Star Wars. dots, and I don't know. Right, and people know. don't know, like, all the... Oh, yeah, there's another attraction that they're waiting, and it's not ready yet, but, like... You just hear a 30-second clip on the news yeah. or, like, read a... You see a headline as you're scrolling through your news source or whatever. Right. You're so just, the average person goes, Star Wars was their launch. It didn't go well. Hence, attendance was bad. Not thinking about all the other factors that really went into that. But that's right. that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I. It'll be interesting to see what you guys think now of the land, now that that is open. Um, but I guess just to, to follow up on the Avengers campus, so... It lists an Avengers gift shop, exciting, uh, <laughs> web suppliers, which I think is just a, a shop again. There's a Doctor Strange stage show coming, the Ant-Man microbrewery, yes. and, and the Spider-Man attraction, which is the e-ticket attraction, which I think has the potential of being really cool. You know, it's so crazy that, um, have you have you written, uh, I know Catherine has, but you guys, have you ridden the Spider-Man attraction at Universal? Yeah, I was there with you. I have not. Um, I mean, really at this good. point, it's outdated. But at one point, I would have put it as like the uh, the prototype for all of those motion simulator rides. I mean, obviously, like there were more back in the day. Like you can put Back to the Future, which I never got to ride. But as far as like what you now know as Universal's key like motion simulator ride, Spider-Man was on top at one point, and I think it still holds up. And I I'm assuming that Disney wants to distance itself from that Spider-Man ride 
as much as possible. Well, doesn't doesn't Universal have a patent on that ride technology? I don't because think why so. why mm-mm, that can't be true because why are the Simpsons ride? Uh, Spider-Man, Transformers, even part of the Gringotts ride is like that, like screen, yeah. like, and Disney doesn't have one ride like that. Um, Disney has a sore, and, and then that's their thing, like you know. Uh, but couldn't you make the? Could you not make the argument that Flight of Passage is similar in a way technology to the Simpsons ride? No, I would say it's more like Soren. And Soren is a very like uniquely Disney, uh, a uniquely Disney ride, um, like sh- structurally. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, um, I don't know, but I'm, I mean I'm excited for the Spider Man. I don't really know anything about it. Like also we what, saw some stuff. Yeah, what was okay? So this, I remember hearing the description of this where there's a the little like the little spiders that you have to like shoot off your. Are you referencing this? Yes. But wasn't there another, isn't there another Avengers ride? Isn't there like another e-ticket thing where they didn't release? Yeah, I thought there was like a like full the Black, Avengers Black ride. Panther ride. Like, and we thought it would be Black Panther related. Let me try and... Am I, am no, I you're not. No, you're not incorrect. Because <laughs> they, they specifically said like, we haven't released the villain, but like you're going to like be an Avenger essentially. So, so maybe... So it's so the way it reads is phase two, which is to include the confirmed Avengers e-ticket attraction that was announced during this year's D twenty three Expo is still a few years away, and then they t- so maybe so that the, the, spi- the Spider Man must be separate. Yeah, it has to be because yes. there there was a different. I thought yeah, yeah there so were, there Aven- were two different rides. Yeah, so Avengers Campus is home to the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, also known as Web which will house a new Spider-Man attraction, the first Disney ride-through attraction to feature this iconic superhero. Yes. Okay, so the, we'll okay, have so, two ticket so, attractions. One opening Yeah, Avengers phase. Quinjet experience. Yeah, I knew there was like a full-on Avengers ride that was Which playing. I think is going to be a Flight of Passage knockoff. I do too. But I also right. think it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I think it'll be probably oh. better than the Spider-Man ride. I feel like Spider the Spider-Man ride is going to be very similar to the Millennium Falcon um Smuggler's run. So looking at the concept art, I'm thinking it's a cross between Toy Story Mania mm-hmm. and Rise of the Resistance. Hmm. That's pretty good company. Yes, yeah, I really that, I mean that's are... just I'm going off of one single picture, <laughs> but like because it looks I'm thinking they're going to use some sort of trackless um vehicle and it says that you'll be able to sling webs just like spider-man <laughs> yeah and you're so, supposed to like shoot at the screen so like i'm assuming it's going to be like you said similar to midway mania you have some sort of like toy gun it, that fires at the screen isn't it so funny it's like such a like a phenomenon that like we were there when they announced this I have no recollection. Like, does that speak to its, like, quality? I don't think so, but it's funny because I was, like, very excited about this when they announced it, and now I'm like, I don't know, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> like, probably information overload. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, there, true. but, I mean, you yeah. just get so much yeah. at I one also, time. I also, like, in my mind, like, I treat Disneyland Resorts separate from Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get much more excited about Walt Disney World because I know, like, You'll I can get there yeah. fairly quickly. Yeah. Whereas right. Disneyland, it's like, 
okay, if we go this yeah, summer, once a like, year, it's, like, we'll load it all up. Like, <laughs> I hope it's open, but, like, I don't know, you know, like, so. Yeah, it's true. Um, I get that. Yeah, I guess the, the microbrewery is probably what I'm <laughs> so excited about. I am. It's um, Rob's favorite ride. Yep. <laughs> the microbrewery. <laughs> yep. Okay. What so, else we got? All right. So we talked about this last episode, but they're still having bed issues at uh, <laughs> Riviera Resort. The, so th- this is this is mind-boggling, right? So we know the Murphy beds were falling out of the wall. Our pit, our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> our Murphy <laughs> beds but, are falling off. But th- then they told people that had the Tower Studios, where the bed comes out of the wall. It's super small. They asked them not to use those as well. So what they were doing in lieu of this was um, they moved one guest from one of those tower studios to a one-bedroom villa around midnight on December 24th. Other guests were allowed to stay in their studios accommodated with air mattresses provided by the resort, while others had the pulled-down mattress placed directly on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Man. How what a bad. way to ring in Christmas morning on the floor. How awful is that? Were there were there refunds or anything? I would imagine. If you yeah. had to sleep on a mattress on the floor, yeah, you're getting something. Is I it, would at least want a frozen fast pass. Yeah, $10. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. That was... I asked Matt what he would want to do. Don't you dare interrupt me. Well, if the Skyliner broke, like those people who who were stuck on the Skyliner for two hours yeah. above, like road, like not at a station, right. above road. So what would you want? And you had a dining reservation, like at La Cellier, somewhere you really wanted to go. And he goes, I would definitely want to be refunded for the dining reservation cancellation, which is ten dollars, and a frozen fast pass. And like I was like annual passes for life. <laughs> Scott was somewhere in the middle, I think. He had the most moderate answer, but I was, like, shooting for the stars, and Matt's like, I just want a Frozen Fast Pass. Which is weird, because Frozen, is that even your favorite ride in Epcot? Listen, I don't remember saying Frozen as my Fast Pass. Scott was there. I remember it. I I just, you know, I I don't, I, I don't expect much. Yeah, okay. Well, I think we said that the reason that 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 his response was that was because while Matt is a great negotiator, Catherine is the one who pushes him to negotiate for more. And Matt's like, well, you know, I, I want the $10 Shoot back. Shoot for the stars. Catherine's like, no, go get us. Go get us. The annual pass for life. life. As someone who does pride himself on my gift of negotiation, um, I think that it's like, uh, you know, the old Spider-Man adage, uh, <laughs> You know, with great power comes great responsibility. You don't want to like. Yeah, but why don't want to use it for everything? You know. Yeah, you but just... out of out of like, what is the worst? Oh, here's a good question. Oof. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you in Disney World that you like felt <laughs> You're say like in my life? Oh, what, no. Like that you felt like there was some sort of like reparation due to you? Like oh, that? Like like even it doesn't have to be large scale, but like horrible service or like like waited in a, bu- a bus line for three hours or like you know, was stuck on a ride for 40 minutes. Like, what is the worst thing that has ever happened to you and at Disney, and what did they do? I don't even remember. I don't remember many bad things. I know, like, I know a bus broke down mid... Uh, a transport mm. bus broke down mid-route, 
and they were like, you can't get out. No one can get out. And they opened the doors because they were like troubleshooting it. was a it. transfer at Blizzard Beach and it was at Blizzard Beach and it wasn't at a stop and the doors opened and I, and I were like, bye! And, and just, just like jumped out. off and the And the guy was like, you can't get out. And you can't get like, out. And I'm like, I just me. did, homie. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I got on another <clears throat> bus. I think the worst thing that's ever happened to me since we're on this topic was I, I was seated with my family next to a belligerently drunk person at... Um, What's the restaurant Beer in France? Garden. Chefs de France. Oh, Chefs de France. And, uh, How like, good blitz that Chefs de France. <laughs> well, they were blitz before they Food came wine. in. Food like, was yeah. there a, yeah. So they came in drunk and they sat them next to us and they moved us to another table and basically moved all the people out of that wing of the restaurant. That was the, the solution, but. I think we got it. At what point is the solution to yeah. remove those person. people? That's like what we said too, but Rob, what's what's your? I don't know. The, I mean, this last trip with the uh, crowd control in oh, yeah. uh, America, and uh, I mean, it's probably just because it was most recent. That's what jumps to like. I don't have any horror stories of like being stuck on a ride or yeah. um, anything. To, you know, it's always just like the situations where. I feel like they underestimated crowds where, like, mm-hmm. the lines are, like, security's, like, ridiculous or something along those lines, but... I remember being real... I'm trying to think of any time I ever tweeted at, like, the parks. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, they closed the cheeseburger egg rolls yeah, thing. No. I think the, the, the time I was most ticked off was actually in Disneyland. I want to say it was last summer. Matt and I went for Magic Morning, and there was literally not a single ride open. Like, there were no rides ever. Uh, I took a screenshot of the app, and I was like, Space Mountain closed, Pan closed, Mr. Toad closed, Matterhorn closed. Like, it was uh, Indie closed, Big Thunder closed, Haunted Mansion closed. And I was like, why do you have Magic Morning? Yeah. If, but, like, then again, like, you don't, like, it's not like I, I didn't get anything for complaining about that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, uh, there... The second part of your question is, what did you when if you felt like uh, you did, you reparations were due or whatever? Uh, I think I'm really one as someone who falls in the time period of a millennial. I think that I'm like really wary to do that because I'm like, oh well, I'm just gonna get lumped into the you know the group of people oh you're entitled because you know you're a millennial or whatever so i'm i'm kind of apprehensive to do anything like that because and two i like kind of label it as like well this is a champagne problem like i'm still on vacation like i'm still fine and like so like there's a certain part of me that's like well i mean like this in the grand scheme of things i'm not really being uh you know inconvenienced all that much so like the other thing about disney like that is another like you know this is why we vacation here is they do so many like magical moments and like little unexpected like nice things like like how many like free desserts have we gotten just by like you got one the first time you went like the lady was like here's a free mickey bar first timer and like like free pizza on your birthday and like free margarita on your birthday or like you're wearing a pin and you get something or you know they you know we walked through fantasy land one time and they gave us like a huge ice cream sundae yeah. and they were like oh bell and the beast saw you <laughs> from right. the castle here's this ice cream sundae that's bigger than your head that was insane that but, was one of like the happy i didn't even want ice cream <laughs> at that moment but i was like this, this is, is the best thing ever but I'm, I just feel like like they do so many things like that that if something goes wrong, it's like, well, there's all these other things like karma balance that like <laughs> I've I've you know gotten so many things in the 
in the grand scheme of thing that if that's a great point if something bad goes wrong i'm like yeah well i didn't really do anything to deserve those free buffalo nachos on my birthday at trilobites in animal kingdom but yeah i got them just think yeah just think about how often we go to the parks that like and the ratio of of unexpected good things versus unexpected bad things uh, i think you know swings way positive so i think that it's much easier for us to take our lumps and kind of just be like, well, you know, yeah. let's not complain. Yeah, good discussion, good discussion. What's next, We digress. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> All right, so uh, we have a date for Harmony Us. Harmony Us! Uh, coming to Epcot. Uh, the band. So there's, <laughs> I, again, they say spring 2020. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> um, WDW News Today is speculating May 2020. Again, that's 31 days. Um, so I wouldn't go booking a trip yet to see this, but... It should be March 20 to June 20, if spring is technically... Right. Yep. That is the time period. Yes. You got it. Yep. So, that... We have that. Um, and then lastly, I, I don't know. For those... Oh, well, sorry. Well, those... you didn't really... The Harmonious is going to be the nighttime spectacular Correct. in uh, the World Showcase. It's going to be the ultimate replacement for what was... Um, Illuminations. Illuminations. And now temporarily Epcot Forever. So after Epcot yes. Forever is done, it will be replaced by Harmonious. Correct. <laughs> and then lastly... Um, We've talked about this location in episodes past. Catherine is a, a big fan. Alfresco Tasting Terrace is becoming an annual pass holder exclusive uh, starting today, January 5th. So, oh, that sucks. Um, for those. Guess we got a pass. Not, not unfam- for those unfamiliar with this location. So, this is. How do you describe it? As it's you- above. Wine Country uh, wine, Tutoria. Wine Country Tutoria. It's Very up good. the steps. My response was, yes, wait, no. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we're not annual pass holders Yeah, I guess that is bad news for me because I'm yeah. not an annual pass holder. In Disneyland. In right. Disneyland. Um, well, yeah, California. Luckily, we do know some. So if we wanted to. I wonder how many guests. It's so, Great question, Matt. <laughs> so it does say um, pass holders and their guests. Um, but it doesn't say if there's a limit on the number of guests, right? And it also says that they will be able to enjoy five new signature cocktails. Oh, that's Each funny. cocktail is said to be inspired by the history of Disney California Adventure Park. Oh, there's going to be a Superstar Limousine cocktail and like a Golden <laughs> Dreams starring Whoopi Goldberg cocktail. Those are the only two crappy ones I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> so, huh, that interesting. is... Yeah. Superstar limo. I love. I love watching old videos of launch day California Adventure because it sucked so bad. Yeah, if you haven't watched the um, the Imagineering story of that episode, is so good. I've they do a pretty good job. Oh, that's a great. It, it's a good episode it because it's it just is. like I. I went to the old California Adventure once, and it was awful and it's now i believe per our rankings a year or two ago my favorite disney park so it's really improved over the last 20 years thankfully oh yeah yeah i'm excited well i mean like i will want to try this this is a really cool spot i did not discover until 2019 i didn't either should have been something i should have mentioned it on our list but we met a couple at Ballast Point one night while we were drinking, and they were like, our favorite place to go is the Alfresco Tiny Terrace. And I thought they were talking about 
the lower level because right. there's like three different bars associated. There's yeah. the the yes. lower one. There's two lower yeah, ones, and then the one upstairs. It is confusing. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of locations for you to drink in <laughs> that. Which general which area. has been my little secret. Because I think a lot of people just, if you're coming from the park entrance, the main park entrance, you go to that, go first, to that one. first one. If you go up to that second one, and it seems like there's always like more like bays open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually and, the one, and it's the too. same. It's yeah. the same drinks. Mm-hmm. Like I usually get the Hangar Twenty Four. Yeah. beer there and they have them at both spots so like i usually just end up going there well all it's- three bars there i will say are some of the most relaxing like yes. i really love i the last night of our our d23 expo trip scott rob and i went there and that was like even though it was very like understated and low-key we sat there and just had a drink and it was like beautiful outside and i was like yeah. this is awesome like this is really great was that yeah. pre steakhouse 55 pre Yes. I think the best part about it is that since there's, and what adds to the relaxing bit of it is that since there's so much seating, you're nearly guaranteed to be uh, at a seating area where you're not surrounded by other people. Yeah. So it's kind of a little... Also, little life hack if you go to like Cozy Cone, you can zip right over there, get a drink and sit, like and sit, because there's really not a lot of seating over at the Cozy Cones. Anyway. Yeah, that is a good, that is a good life Yeah, that is close. Yep, so is that it for the news, it Rob? Alright. Cool. Well, do you want to talk you want me to kick it to you for our main topic? Oh, you want me to go through this? Yeah, or? why don't oh, why don't boy. you explain what <laughs> or do you want do you want me to? I mean I can. Why don't you go. do it, Kat? Okay. Um so no offense around. No, been talking for a while. Right. Okay, so <laughs> Disney uh I think it was actually D twenty three, uh their website put out an article this week about all the things coming out in 2020. Um, Movies, parks, Disney+, Plus, ABC, Vacation Club, all that kind of stuff. Um, So we looked at the article, and we're going to mention... I guess we'll. Do you want? Do you want to mention everything? No. Okay. No. All right. We're gonna but, go through superlatives to kind of give you our rundown of like what we think about this list. Um, so we picked some categories and like you guys know how we do our superlatives that will have best, worst, underrated. We have some good questions. I think that will uh, invoke some maybe some healthy debate. That's right. We'll see. Um, but the first. Uh, the first category we have here that Rob gave us was the biggest potential to be a dud. Mm-hmm. And you can pick from any of the categories. Matt, what do you have as the biggest potential to be a dud? Um, that's a good... Well, that's a good question. In my head, I thought we were going down the, the article, like going over it before well, we got to our. Well, you we can explain you can explain your picks and like why you think that and like when it's coming out or like whatever. If that... I think I know what you're saying, Matt. Why don't I thought we were going to I thought we were going to summarize the article first and then do the categories. So the, <laughs> I thought we were going to review the items. Well, because on the I did I did read before. it, but there's a lot of different categories. So it, and it's called must see Disney experiences coming in 2020. Uh, they're they give the full list of films across um, Fox, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, um, everything that's being released um, in 2020. Um, what I think has the biggest potential to be a dud is the Eternals. Um, I just... When's that coming out? That's coming out November 6th. 
that is the um it's a marvel property starring uh Kumail Nanjiani's muscles who is Jack now um Angelina Jolie and some other people it just a lot of Game of Thrones people yeah yeah oh yeah um what's his name Harrington Uh, and Richard Madden yeah Rob Rob and Rob Stark and Jon Snow back back again back again um I just I don't know, and maybe I'm mis- maybe I'm underestimating just how you know Marvel fans will just gobble up anything that they put out. But I just haven't seen anything interesting yet. And maybe once they release the first full live action trailer, I'll change my tune. But it just seems really disjointed right now, and I I have a feeling that it could be a dud. I'm not saying it definitely is, but... To your point on that, I think we're going to learn a lot about what people like from superhero movies in 2020, because we'll be able to compare how Black Widow, which is a very real-world movie, Mm -hmm. and Eternals, which is a very, like, mythology-based you know, more fantastic. more fantastic. We'll get to see how those do stacked up against each other. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. To, I really don't know. I mean, I think it could go either way. I, I couldn't tell you which of these is going to do better. I think of, I think of that as the Batman to Superman scale. Yes, yes. Batman who doesn't have any actual, you know, special powers to Superman who has every single special, like, incredible power so yeah i i mean that there's a place there's certainly a place for both of them but you know but yeah i think that that has a chance to be the biggest um film dud well i went a slightly different way with my my i mean there's a lot of categories here so like if you thought it was something in the parks that wouldn't be exciting to people that's fine i think film's just more easily quantified mine is is something that i think disney's gonna pour a lot of resources into and i feel like it's gonna be another real cluster um and that is disney genie which we got a a little window into at D23. Yeah, we did. Um, which is the new planning, I guess, application, I think meant to maybe eventually replace my Disney experience. It's not clear whether that's the case, but it just sounds like something that for those of us who are Disney-centric people to begin with, it's just going to complicate our lives. And I worry about the infrastructure. So it says, Disney Genie at Walt Disney World Resort. The revolutionary new digital offering debuts late 2020. Purposely vague. Yes, you're right. (laughs) What was my text to Rob the other day? I texted Rob. I don't even know if this is podcast safe, what I actually said, but I said, this Disney... I said, God damn, this Disney Genie thing is so dumb. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, this Disney Genie app thing. No, I knew what you were referring to. I, I was like, oh, did they, yeah, what I about it? They, I thought maybe they had I was reading some, this article. Oh, I thought. <laughs> at the time. I thought maybe. So um, the gist is that it's supposed to be able to plan your day for you with things that you will like in time slots that will fit your schedule. Yes. There are there Which, is a uh, along with this article and we'll link to it on our uh, like at least on the Facebook and stuff so you guys can look at it if you haven't seen it yet. It, with that accompanying tiny little blurb that Rob just said, there is a uh, graphic that has two screenshots from the app 
And the first one says, Thrilling Adventures for the Hendrix Family at Disney Hollywood Studios from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then it shows, it says view tickets and map view, and it has a list of all different things with their wait times. Um, so that looks like that's just another way to um, plan your fast passes and your dining reservations. And that says optimized days. And then the second one says lowest forecasted wait. And it just shows Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And then it shows current wait, 150 minutes. Lowest forecasted wait. This is during the parade, 40 minutes between 3 p.m. to 3.30 p.m., which I think is cool. And then it's like set a reminder. And then it says skip the standby line, get Fast Pass Plus, check availability. I think that second part is really interesting. Lowest forecasted wait. Okay, then but subscribe I mean, but, to touring plans. Yeah, that's no, what that's it what is. They're, they're, trying yeah. To, they're trying to take touring plans shtick which the surprise scott i also had this on my list for this category i think this looks so (laughs) dumb and i feel like they really missed the mark on like the demographic of who this is for because during the presentation they very much and i'm sure disney worlders especially like hardcore disney fan disney worlders Mm -hmm. A complaint has been that I have heard, and it's a complaint I've made, that it's harder to do an impromptu trip because all the fast passes are taken. You can make reservations six months in advance for dining. Like, it's it's not spur of the moment anymore. You can't walk into the park and expect to just get a fast pass for the best ride. So that has clearly been a complaint. Mm-hmm. They're trying to put this out as a way to make it seem like it can be more spur of the moment. But there are still people who know the system well enough who are going to make their fast passes in 60 days. So these dum-dums who think that they can just get on Disney Genie and get on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Flight of Passage in one day are are going to be sorely mistaken. Also, those people who know to do that, like, are this, like, you have to be a little tech savvy to know to do that. And those would be the same bucket of people that would use this. So it's like, it's not like this is like a different method of planning it. You still have to have an app. You still have to kind of figure out like who you're going to have to link it up with my Disney experience somehow with like your friends and stuff. Like you're calling it like the Hendrix party. You got to be friends with those people. So I just feel like there's too much overlap with like they're trying to make it seem like, oh, it's so easy and breezy to make a <laughs> make a plan in Disney World the day of. It's not. You're going to end up eating at freaking like, you know, <laughs> restaurant Marrakesh. Pinocchio's and Village getting, And you're going to be getting on like mission space. You know there's what, your day. You know what I like in this too? I liken it to... Spotify making a playlist for you that yeah I mean maybe there's going to be a couple songs on there that you like because sure it it might know what you're interested in but there's also going to be some stuff that you're like what the heck I I listened to thank god I'm a country boy one time and now you think I like country music like yeah they they said in the presentation that they were going to have like targeted days like a princess day like pampering princess where you do bippity boppity boutique and then meet cinderella or whatever it just seems like people are going to be massively disappointed (laughs) when they actually like rely on this thing the day of and there's nothing available because other people know how to plan their vacation this is going to turn into 
adding on what you said, Scott, this is going to turn into meme fodder with like your like 40 year old dude being like, Disney, why do you think I need this? And it's going to be like the Bibbity Bobbity Boutique. Like, what about my activities? Scream, I need to be pampered. <laughs> anyway. All right, Rob, what's yeah. your dud? So, so, so <clears throat> I wrote a specific, the biggest potential. For a mm-hmm. dud. So I'm not saying this is going to be, but right. I think there's the yeah, potential. Any of these could be successful. I mean, it's just... Um, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be Space 220. Oh. Yes. Oh, you oh. hold your damn tongue about I know, Space I, I, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want it to be. But um, I just think this is... It could be the potential for all sizzle, no steak. Is that the saying? <laughs> that is right? a saying. Right? Um, it's just going to be, oh, you have to see this like cool environment, but then... I mean, I'll go to probably it's the Patina the, Group, right? Yes, it, I, it's like the most recent um, example would be like Enchanted Rose, right? So it's like, oh, this whole like concept is awesome and it's well themed, and it's like, oh, there's twenty five dollar drinks and there's the food's terrible and it's just the atmosphere isn't that great. So I'm just afraid that that's going to be the case with this that they know they're going to be able to charge such a premium because it's going to be in such high demand. Um, yeah. And they already lost their executive chef, oh which isn't a, a good sign. So, I don't know. But that's, I think it has a potential of being a one and done for us once we do it. I think the only reason that I would disagree with you is there's not many newer restaurants that don't do well in Disney World. Like, you plop a restaurant down, it does okay because there's people there. Like, that's... You know what I was so I was thinking that I was like, well, what's the newest? What do you consider the newest restaurant that opened? Jap- the Japanese yeah. place. Yeah. Do we know the name? Do you know the name of it? Um, no. Oh, uh, it has a T in it. Yeah. <laughs> this is riveting, riveting stuff. Guys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, Takum. I don't know even how to Takumi? say. Takumi. Takumi Thai. Thai. Yeah. Thai. Isn't it weird that I, I specifically thought. Where is it? This. It's in Japan. It's the yeah. high end. Well, isn't that interesting that we you don't hear anything about this place? Either That's because positive it's way or too negative. freaking like, expensive. We had reservations there when, when we were there in August with you guys, and I canceled them that night because we went to Toledo the night before, and I was like, I'm not dropping like $500 on two meals in a week. And like, I was looking at the menu at Takumite, and it is like Kobe beef, like really expensive, which I'm not. I'm not right. opposed to spending a lot of money on a meal, but like two meals and one vacation, I was like, eh, you know, I don't get The it. cheapest main course is $42. Yeah, that's a, pretty And steep. that's a salmon dish. Ugh. Yep. Good God. I don't, I, I'm not saying that, that we don't have the menu for Space 220 or, or no. Hey, they have a children's appetizer of edamame for $5, so. What, it's a kumi <laughs> Yeah. It's like uh, six it, edamame. <laughs> yeah. Just four seeds in a bowl. <laughs> but they're oh, really the good. <laughs> it's, it's the so, best edamame you've ever had. Better be. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, I fair, understand. Ar- understand. fair yeah. argument there. All right. I had two listed for this, which I'm glad because good. Scott said one of mine. Um, the other thing I had is I'm going to give it a similar disclaimer to Rob's is that potential to be a dud, and I have a very specific reason for that, and that's Raya and the Last Dragon. And I believe that it could be a dud in the same reason that they screwed up the marketing for Coco. 
that like it looks like it's gonna be a really good movie however I don't think they know how to market it and I I don't think like I I, I can I mean like have has anyone seen anything outside of what we saw at d23 and it's coming out this year so it's, it's coming at the late. end of the year no, yeah. it's coming out November 25th so they have quite a, a lot of time I'm just I just don't think they're gonna do this just like it's it seems like it's gonna be a funny like more funny than you would think it is um, and I kind of feel like they did this to Moana too but obviously Moana did all right so that's that's just my so this is a Disney Studios production yes animation studios yes. right Disney um Onward is Pixar. As is Soul. Oh, so so Pixar so has two, two coming two out. Two Pixar movies okay. this year. Okay. All right, which brings us to Under the Radar. Scott, do you want to start us off from Under sure. the Radar? Um, my Under the Radar is, of all the things on this list, I think the thing that may not get as much press, and maybe it will, I could be wrong, Harmonious at Epcot, I feel like is going to be something that I will really enjoy. Um, but it may not be something that I go out of my way for until, you know, five or six weeks into its operation, depending on Your when I'm down there. But I think that's one that I'm most excited for. Cause I was not as hit on the head as everyone else was with Epcot forever. And I do miss illumination. So I'm eager to see what comes next. Yeah. I, I mean, that's one of those things that, uh, with like a nighttime spectacular, You'll probably see that more than like any movie on this list. Oh, probably and so. Yeah. So it's like it's that important that like you know look how long Illuminations was in Epcot. Like so you could we could be sitting here in twenty years talking about how Harmonious is still the nighttime spectacular. So good one. Good. I hope we don't keep calling it that. Harmonious. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bam. All right, Rob, what's yours? Okay, so I'll go a little deep in the weeds here. Um, well, under the radar. So I'm going with a Disney Plus offering, and this is Phineas and Ferb, the Yo. movie Jeez, Against the Universe. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I had another one, <laughs> okay. too. You were well prepared for and, us to steal. And uh, I know you guys have been on a Phineas and Ferb kick lately. I love it. Um, these the, the show is awesome. They, the other movie that they did was awesome, so... I've never um, seen the Phineas and Ferb movie. I have to watch it because yeah. I love the series. It's so funny. Yep. So this will be, hopefully this maybe will lead to even more Phineas and Ferb. Do you know why they like just quit some of these super successful, like, this I mean, it probably has thing? just like, as, it probably has just as much to do with the showrunners and animators yeah. wanting yeah, to do other I mean. things. I was reading this article and it made it seem like it was like a grand return. It sounded like like to me reading this article, it was like he and he's back. Is it Jeff Swampy Marsh? Is that him? Oh, I, oh, I, yes, that yeah. is. Yeah, and I was I was just like, oh okay, like he must have like ended on a high note. It's Dan for- and Dan. It's Jeff Swampy Marsh and Dan Pavenmeyer. Okay, yeah, I don't know, but yes, I. Fully agree with you, Rob. That was on my list as well. Good. Um, And then my other under the radar is Soul, which I feel like we didn't have a lot of information on that until D23, which, so with less than a year until release, we didn't even know who was in it. We saw Jamie Foxx at the the Grand California, (laughs) and we were like, why the heck is Jamie Foxx here? And we kind of said, like, maybe he's in Seoul, like, when we were waiting in line for that, we were like, oh, and, like, Tina Fey, and that's a great, great cast, and 
I just feel like there's not a lot of information that most of the information was just recently learned. So I'm very, very excited for that. Matt? Yeah. I'm, I'm also really excited for Soul. Just, um, it wasn't my under the radar, but we talked about the things I'm most looking forward to in our last episode. I said Soul, but you guys were under the impression that it wouldn't come out in 2020. And I was pleasantly surprised in this article that it said, um, for the first time since 2017, we will have two movies from Pixar Animation Studio. And, and no that's sequels. Onward <laughs> in March. It's true. Yeah, both non-sequels. So that, and that's March uh, with Onward and then Soul in June. Um, so they that must brings, that, do you but, guys remember this uh, a trivia question? So it says, the last time that we had two Pixar movies in one year was 2017. What Pixar movies came out that year? Cars 3, Finding Dory. Finding Dory, yep. Uh, no. Finding Dory was one of them, yeah? No. No, it was Cars wasn't. 3 one of them? Finding Dory came out June 17, 2016. Oh, huh. so it's 2017. Inside Out? Yeah. Inside Out came out in 2015. <laughs> what was... Well, okay, so 17? the last... Yeah, so the last G23, what had just it, come Coco's out? Coco's one of them. Correct. That was November. Right. Yeah. November 22nd, 2017. And, then, and you already said the other one. Cars so, 3. Oh. Cars okay. 3 and Coco. And that was June, I think. June, yep. June and November. Well, they must have high expectations for Soul for it to be a summer release. Yeah. Right? I mean, they wouldn't put it it there if if they're going to put their best potential. And then, well, I don't want to steal another something else coming out, but in summer. What's your under the radar after you just told us how you were so right last time. So right. This was not mine, but I just want to say I was right on the last podcast. No, no, no. I I had no idea when it was coming out. I wasn't wasn't right or wrong. I I just said I'm looking forward to it. I guess it it just speaks to my point that it's coming out sooner than we all thought and we don't know anything about it. Yeah, I I think it's going to be great. Um, It looks amazing. Um, Oh, my under the radar is the Beauty and the Beast sing-along coming to Epcot in the French Pavilion. Let me tell you why. <laughs> things that I had, there are things that I've done at Disney World that I have been like, this is not up my alley at all. This is not for me. And that last thing that, that I had that epiphany on was the Frozen sing-along in Hollywood Studios. You're saying you thought it wasn't for you and then it was. I thought it wasn't for me and I loved it. I thought it was so charming yes. and great. And if the Beauty and the Beast sing-along at Epcot, which is coming to the French Pavilion, has even, like, three-quarters of the charm that... Because it already has the songs. Like, the songs are great in that movie. So if it even has three-quarters of the charm that the Frozen sing-along had, and I'm assuming it's going to be fairly similar... I hope they have some live actors in it because I that's, can't imagine that, they don't. that's what makes that so like so fun is the narrators. Well, so I don't we, think it's just going to be like a circle vision where it's just going to be the bouncing ball. I think it's going to be a. It, I, I think it's going to be modeled well, after Matt, the Well, Matt, since you're the cinema. last of us who have been in the Impressions de France theater, what's it like in there? They got seating. They got seating. Did you lay down? Do they have a stage? They have a stage. I mean, it's not a stage, but it's it's very similar to um, American Adventure, yeah, a, where you could easily size. you could easily put a, okay. a, you know a, a stage there. And and that's my understanding, right? This is going to alternate between. Yes, you'll get both. You'll get both. Right. Okay. You can have it all. <laughs> it, the the poster does say a twist on a tale as old as time. Mm. Again, so uh, alternate it's because... ending where Beast kills her. <laughs> 
It's called uh, this this category that you've you've created is called under the radar. Yes, it's not uh, it's not great. something that I'm saying is going to be your favorite freaking thing of all time. I'm just saying like I I think that it's one of those things you guys probably scrolled through this article and didn't think much about. You're right. And I You're think, absolutely And right. I think it has potential to be more than just an afterthought and something that you do and go, oh, that was actually really good. Okay. The oft-speculated Gaston and Be- Bell wedding. <laughs> yep. A twist. A twist on it. Scott, what do you have? And I think we already did oh, yep, under yep, the radar. We, yep, we did. We he did. did. All right, so now we have least excited for, and gosh darn it, Rob's going before me, and I feel like we're going to have the same one. Rob? Oh, are we? I don't know. I don't know. I am going with the new daytime parade at Disneyland Park. Uh, Magic happens. Magic happens. Um, I'm not a big big fan of daytime parades. I think they're just filler to get people away from attractions. So um, there's no, it, it just looks like. Floats. I don't know what this is. <laughs> it just looks like floats. Well, we'd love those floats if they were in Disney World. Yeah, yeah we'll take sure. a float. Uh, so, th- there's not much. I mean, anything new in the parks, I I usually look forward to, but um, this is probably the least. Yeah. Sorry, our cat's getting into some plastic, and uh, and that's and making a lot of noise. Hey Matt, just drape that over the plastic, and then it won't, and she won't make me noise. Think so? Yeah, yeah. Try it out. This is really good podcasting. <laughs> there we go. Get out of here, Dobby. <laughs> um, okay, so my my least excited. This is like so funny because there's so much I'm not excited for. I was thinking <laughs> so the same this, thing. Oh really? Like, oh. Oh God. yes. Okay. I so... mean, let's look at the Disney Plus lineup. Please. Oh, oh, okay. I... Star Girl. That's <laughs> no. what I'm least excited. For. I just assumed that like a lot of those were I, just like yeah. a, kind of a given. So okay. I was going along. I went like, for the what? I went yeah. for the most the least excited that you would expect that maybe I would be excited right. for. Okay. All right. No, I appreciate well, what your sentiment there. I like, and I completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's a, it's a what was it? I was trying to remember her quote. It's a it's discovering who you are, but not really discovering who you are. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. so horrible. Yeah, I don't know. There looks like a lot of garbage just coming on Disney Plus and Star Girls, but at the top of that garbage pile, she's leading that garbage. Yeah, scout. she is. Go ahead, Maddie. Um, I have, I guess, I'm kind of cheating because I have three, but it uh, the reason I'm choosing three is because they're they're all connected. So um, I went to see uh, about a week ago, or yeah, I guess a little, but uh, I saw the new Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of people saw that. I think it was kind of it's kind of popular. <laughs> um, when I saw it, they showed three um, three trailers, <laughs> all of which I went, I don't want to see any of this at all the first um i'll go in order of which they're being released february 21st call of the wild for those who missed this it's harrison ford and a very poorly poorly cg'd (laughs) dog in some kind of weird iditarod scenario where he's like a snow dog and there's well it's called the wild i never read it i didn't either but i know what it is okay it looks so bad it the looks, CGI does look pretty bad. But not only that. does the CGI look bad, but it looks like... Like, I was like, how did they get Harrison... The whole time I was thinking, like, how did they get Harrison a, Ford to do a this? dumpster full of money. <laughs> it looks so bad. Just like he was on Solo. 
Uh, March 27th, the next movie uh, that I saw a trailer for, Mulan. Mm-mm-mm. Too damn serious. Like, the, the things that I like about Mulan... Eddie yep. Murphy! <laughs> <laughs> there is no Eddie Murphy in this movie. I, well, I'm legally obligated to inform you there is no so Eddie Murphy. The whole background of, of the background score of the trailer is a, like a very serious, weighty, orchestral version of I'll Make a Man Out of You, which is a banger of a song. One of my favorite Disney songs. And like, it just looks like they're trying to like the weight of that trailer is like a very serious Marvel movie. Like it's so high stakes and like it's like I like Mulan because like it's it's whimsical, it's a good story, it's a empowering female character and it just looks like well, first of all, I don't like any of these freaking uh, live-action remakes of the animated features. So this one I'm sure will be no exception, but this looks so bad. It looks so bad. And the third one, uh, there were only three trailers they showed. They all looked bad to me. Black Widow, May 1st. I am not excited for this movie at all. It looks tacky and unnecessary. The like big centerpiece of this trailer is a big fight action sequence between Scarlett Johansson as the titular Black Widow and some other female character. They're fighting in like a... They're fighting in a, a house, in a kitchen, and then there's a big reveal, and it's like, how you been, sis? And it's like, whoa, she has a sister? And it's like, garbage. And then you have David Harbour of Stranger Things fame, who's like a, a fat Russian guy, and like that's his whole shtick, and they're like, they even say a line in the trailer, it's like, you got fat? And he's doing this very, uh, very over dramatic Russian accent. It just looks crappy. I'm not into it. So those three okay. are the things I'm all least right. excited about. I'm going to devil's advocate on uh, Mulan. So all of these have been pretty much a shot for shot re- retelling yeah. of the... So like, I appreciate that they're taking a new... Like, you might not like it and it's different than the animated version, but at least they're trying to Maybe go like a little in a little different direction. And cool. Change. If they were gonna try and switch something up, going in a different direction, maybe they'd do uh, a new IP. <laughs> that's that's where you that's where you stretch your stretch yourself out and, oh, and get creative I, with new properties. I also I also disagree with you. I don't think it looked poorly done. I mean, it's not like no. I don't think it looks poorly done. Like from a from like a production standpoint, I just think that it doesn't look interesting or captivating. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going in for Disney's Mulan the way you've experienced it before, you're going to be as disappointed as Matt says. If you go in and you say, I'm going to see a new movie that kind of highlights a a story from a different point of view, then maybe maybe it's good. I don't know. Hard to say. Um, I'll build on yours. Mine is something that's coming to Disney Plus that I can't get excited about. And that is... uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a TV series on Disney Plus. To me, you're missing Cap. You're not, you you're are missing, missing Cap. You're missing the glue that's going to hold those two together. And I just <laughs> do not care. Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes. <laughs> oh, I don't disagree. I hated the Winter Soldier. 
Yeah. The movie The Winter Soldier? Yes. Or the character? I thought it was entirely way too long. Oh, was, see, that's one of my favorites. I was bored so out of Catherine my mind. About every that's one of my favorites of, the, of a Marvel movie. I'm like, when is do you, something going to happen? Do you like them as heroes, either of them? The Winter Soldier or the Falcon? Yeah. I, I'm indifferent about yeah, them. Yeah, they're, they're the two lamest ones to me. Besides <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> I mean, besides Hawkeye, but like... Hawkeye's a main player. They're two and three. <laughs> yeah, in... he tells himself that when he goes to bed at night. They're two and player. three <laughs> the lamest superheroes in the Avengers for me. The Falcon just has snap-on wings. That's his, that's his, super, that's his superpower. I have snap-on wings. I don't know. <laughs> I... All right. I'm not excited about that. Okay, that's fine. I, I, I mean, you don't have to tell me. I'm as, I'm as, I've been burnt out on superhero movies since like 2010. You know, I was thinking about that that very point when we were talking about Avengers Land, and are they missing the t- the wave of superhero interest? Like, is that going to pass? And the wave of American flavors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Is that yeah. past now? Yeah, but look at Pandora. His, his, I know uh, we have all these Avatar movies guess, coming yeah. out, but... Uh, That's still I, I think, I mean, Spider-Man is just timeless, right? I mean, I guess how long has he been yeah. around? Uh, yeah, I mean, an Ant-Man microbrewery. I don't, yeah, we won't know, get but... sick of any microbrewery. <laughs> throw any, throw any uh, IP on it. We don't care. Has... But the thing is, has that stopped ever stopped Disney? I know they're that's always like, kind like of they're always like three years behind the curve on what's cool. I mean, just look at the bottom of this article when they talk about what they're going to be doing on February fourteenth when they spend Valentine's Day among zombies and cheerleaders. <laughs> zombies two, the follow up to the top rated Disney Channel original movie Zombies. Uh, w- Walking Dead died. With a, is that still going on? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, it yeah. it crashed so hard because people were like, eh, we don't really care about zombies anymore. Meanwhile, Disney's like, you know what the kids are into? <laughs> Here's the perplexing part about that, though. They are clearly capable of setting the trend. Like, last year, Avengers Endgame was the most popular movie of all time. Like, they know what... I mean, after Avengers... Um, Infinity War. They knew. Like, here's the here's the problem. From a logistical standpoint, they're no longer capable of setting the trend. And I'll tell you why. They're a, they're not a small company. A smaller company with a lot of with a lot less moving parts has the freedom to take risks and be ahead of the curve. Whereas every single decision and release and IP that is released by Disney or any of its you know, now own companies, Marvel, Star Wars, Lucas, whatever. They now have to go through so many hoops and uh, and red tape to get something approved that by the time... And not only that, they have so much coming out at once that they have to stagger it and be like, oh, well, this can't come out in March because we have these two things coming out in March. They're not a small company that can just be like, let's put this out. We have this great idea. We figured it out. We developed it. Let's put it out in three months. Disney can't do that. So therefore... They're stuck with stuff that, like, this was awesome three years ago, and they're like, well, we already did it. We got to put it out. So, <laughs> logistically, they can't really be at ahead of the curve anymore. So, where they have to succeed is trying to forecast what might still be relevant <laughs> and cool three years down the line, which is way harder. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely it is. A, is. It is a built because of their size and their scalability. That's a built-in roadblock to their relevance. 
and they don't know what they have sometimes. I mean, case in point, Baby Yoda. Oh, like, God, they got yeah. completely caught with their feet. Yeah, like, they didn't have. The they did not have. Well, no, no. Uh, flat-footed with just... They didn't have merchandise ready for Christmas. Right. And they could have. I yeah. mean, like, that could have sold millions. But, like, they had to have tested these things. Like, <laughs> whoever watched that, like... I mean, that, like... As soon as you see that, you're like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. It's like, how did they not... Bless you. Here's a sneeze. How did they, how did they miss the boat on that? Is I think they missed. I think they missed the fact that it went as viral as it did. That you know, meme culture picked it up and like yeah. ran yeah. with it. And I, you know, I understand that to a certain extent. But yeah, you're right. They they did not catch that. I'm anymore. over Baby Yoda. Uh, freaking Babu Frick is my new bay. Bab- okay, spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new Darth. Fabric <laughs> Frick, the new Darth Vader. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're most excited for. Okay. Is Who's up? up? Who is up? I think you. Oh, have I'm one. up. I'm up. <clears throat> was that all just a tangent on Bucky Barnes? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> all right. Hey, I mean, if you, like, that, <laughs> if you like Riffin, this is your episode. Hey, yeah, Bucky really. Barnes, and now we're we're who's talking about it? Us. Maybe yeah. it succeeds. All right. So I'm most excited for, uh, I have two things here. One was on someone else's list as not very excited. Um, space drunk. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. That's mine too. All sizzle, no steak. <laughs> I can't wait. Give me that sizzle. <laughs> that sizzle. Sizzle me timbers. Um, which means, what does that mean for the Toy Story restaurant? Like the oh. disgusting oh. carpet restaurant. That's all sizzler. This all sizzler, no steak. <laughs> It's All not right. snake or sizzle. No. For our, for our international uh, listeners, Sizzler is a very crappy <laughs> regional buffet restaurant that Catherine, uh, every time we talk about a Sizzler, she notes that she went to a Sizzler when she was a kid and there was literally vomit outside of the front door to a Sizzler. That was in Orlando, too. It was the Disney Sizzler. I feel like we went to Sizzler. As great as you still went. Yeah. Was it on international drive? Yeah. yeah. It couldn't have, like, having that outside the front door couldn't be more of a bad omen and I could see your parents being like alright let's forge on yeah my dad is not turning away from a, an all you care to enjoy buffet um, my other most excited for is Onward I think it looks so good um, it it is it just looks so heartwarming and the the um, clip they showed at D23 was about 10 minutes and oh boy it looks so good and I feel like again Maybe it's just that I only watch, like, streaming services and I don't really watch advertisements, so I don't really know how they're advertising these, but I feel like that's coming out soon, and I haven't really heard too much about it, and Tom Holland's, like, one of the, like, biggest, like, teen heartthrobs right now, so I don't know. I'm really, really excited for it. That will probably be the only movie I see in theaters this year. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not hitting up Soul? No. Maybe. Yeah, I'll make, I mean, I'm going to see that. Yeah, I'll make you go. Yeah, I'm making you. Um, we have gift cards to the movies. You don't even have to pay. Okay, go ahead. All right. I, I, I have a couple. Um, the first is something that I already know it's going to be good because it's already been a proven success at another park, and that is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. 
it looks so good. It, I mean, watching the Imagineering story, uh, I believe it was the, the final episode, which showed a bit about this. It looks awesome. This has already been a huge success over at Disneyland Paris, and I love the property. I rewatched Ratatouille recently, and it's... I, I think I was saying last night to some friends that this is easily in my top three Pixar movies and it, it looks so great. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then there are two movies. One I already spoke about, which was soul. So I'll, I'll, I'll skip that. The other one is something that we haven't talked about. This is a Fox property and it is free guy. You guys heard about this one comes out July 3rd. No, have not. It is an upcoming uh, science fiction action comedy starring Ryan Reynolds, and it looks incredibly funny. It looks like it's got, and and clearly they're marketing it this way, um, Deadpool vibes. Also stars Joe Keery from uh, uh, Stranger Things and Taika Waititi. Um, Here's the premise from the Wikipedia directly, which is, you know, the most credible source. In In the open world video game Free City... An amalgamation of Grand Theft Auto and Fortnite, Guy, played by Ryan Reynolds, is a non-player character working as a bank teller. Thanks to a code developed by programmers um, inserted into Free City by the publisher, Guy becomes aware of his world being a video game and takes steps to make himself the hero, creating a race against time to save the game before the developers can shut it down. It looks... I watched the... uh, I think that... I follow Ryan Reynolds on social media, and I think he posted the trailer... And I watched it, and it looks so entertaining and funny. And I feel like this could be a big hit hmm. for them, especially if they're capitalizing on. There hasn't been like a good, you know, there haven't been very many good uh, video game movies. And since this is not really based on an existing property, they have a lot more freedom. Um, the trailer is hilarious. It's all based around the. Uh, it's it, there's a. It's Mariah Carey's fantasy is the song in the background, and it's just like stuff blowing up and Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. It's, I feel like this could succeed where that other video game movie Pixels. Oh uh, no! Um, <laughs> it was based on a book. Ready Player One. Ready Player One failed. Oh, oh and I still never saw that, and I love the book. It was okay. This is Matt saying this. What is our bet? That I'll see this movie? There's a 0% chance you will see this movie. Most excited for will not see the movie. I won't see it in the theaters. I mean, the thing is, it's my... it's my. you're most excited for it, that means you are going to want to watch it. I don't see anything in the theaters, girl. We got gift cards, man. (laughs) I'm just saying, you said the same thing about Detective Pikachu, and you still haven't seen that either. Oh, yeah, that did look really good. Yeah. (laughs) They must think this is going to... It's coming out. July 4th weekend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they must think. I that. was wondering why his picture was in this article. Yeah. yeah do you know what Dev Patel is? He's, uh, he's playing David Copperfield. Copperfield. I know. I had to look that up and was like, mm, Catherine can't. wants a David Copperfield. She's a big fan of Dev Patel. I am a big Dev Patel head. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott? Well, okay. My first two were taken, which were Space Durant and Ra- Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Sorry. Uh, but. My next two things would be Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7 coming out on February 17th. Uh, I'm very excited for that, the return of Clone Wars. And Mandalorian Season 2 coming out in, I believe, October of next year, if I'm not mistaken. Is that in the article? No, but I know it. (laughs) They, They did announce it, yeah. 
They also, they, lots of Disney Plus stuff wasn't on there because, like, I'm excited for WandaVision and oh, yeah. Lizzie McGuire. Those weren't on there, though. I stu- stuck within the con. Oh, like, is oh. WandaVision the, the, oh, is like that? Like, the what if, like, no. No, I thought what if is separate. What if is separate. WandaVision is, like, the Dick Van Dyke-esque vision and Scarlet Witch. Yes. Scarlet Vivovich. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So that does look cool. Uh, I'll I'll go with two as well. Uh, definitely drawn to life presented by Cirque du Soleil. Oh the yeah. At Disney Springs. Yes. Uh, March twentieth. Uh, I definitely will go see this once it is open. Um, and then the other one is a film. It is. Jungle Cruise. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that was an honorable mention for yes, me. I Sorry. want that to be good. I know. Yeah, I do it's too. going to succeed. I have a good feeling about it. I'm saying it now. <laughs> I, I, I really do. I want it to be good. Yep. Um, so those are my two. Okay. All right. So now we have a kind of a different question. Uh, the four of us are on a trivia team together. And this past week, we had a question. It was a year in review of... Of the top 10 grossing films worldwide of 2019, and of course, we all had our Disney hats on and realized that, was it 7 out of 10? Eight. 8 out of eight 10. 8 out of 10 were Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar projects. Yeah. And so the question is, this year, will six or more of these films be on the top 10 or five or less? No, six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I'm sorry. I was over like, under over 5. Under 5. Six. for you gamblers. No, over under six. No, Wait. over under 5.5 so that you have. Okay, there we go. Six. All right, so Matt, what do you say? Um, I'm looking at the list in front of me. Onward. Uh, and it's easier for me to say yes and no. Um, onward, I'm going to say yes. Mulan, I'm going to say yes. Black Widow, I'm going to say yes. Soul, I don't know. Jungle Cruise, a definite yes. You're looking um, at it the wrong way. You gotta look at movies that are non-Disney that are coming out. Oh, oh snap! Yeah. Around the same Rob? time. Okay, so I, I'm gonna go through some of the things I see here. Uh, Fast and Furious Nine. When does it come Regar- out? Regardless of what we think of it, right? Uh, May twenty second. So that's so going to go against... Mo- that's Memorial Day weekend. So. But nothing big is coming out at that point for Disney. You've got the woman in the well, window. Yeah. Right? It's a year. It's a year. Oh, Top right. So right. So that's one of them. So I'm going to... Um, Wonder Woman 1984. That'll be huge. That will be huge. Yep. Top Gun Maverick. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yeah. Um, what else? I, there was an... Uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted Face the Music... I will see that. Yeah, okay. In three years, he will see that, guys. I never said when. <laughs> uh, Venom 2. Um, yeah. I'm just saying things that have the potential sure. of uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Because really, that is you a November twentieth, so that's a. You only need four of these movies to be highly successful exactly. in order for Disney not to. They're doing West Side Story. Is that cat all Disney. over again? That's Disney. Oh, oh is it's it? Fox. Have you seen any of the reviews oh, for Cats? <laughs> so those are just a handful of... Uh, Doolittle, oh, oh, Bad Boys for Life, yes. Grudge. Uh, the New Bond, No Time to Die. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the under. 
I think I, I think Rob just convinced me to take the under too. I was already about to take the under. Now you've even <laughs> further my. Uh, Stop. I'm, I'm going to buck the trend here, and I'm going to take take the over and say I think there will be six. Okay, and which ones? Okay, um, let me just look at it again. Here I have the list. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think the two Pixar movies for sure. So Onward and Soul. I think Black Widow and The Eternals. Oh, and the Eternals. I think they'll both be highly successful. I think, I think Raya and the Last Dragon will find a way to do well. No way that's going to be. I will. I would be willing to bet even money that that will not be top ten in twenty twenty. No way. I think they're going to market it. I think you'll be surprised. So that's go your up, fifth. Go up to the top. There is anything I missed? Ooh, man, that is tough now. There's two. There's two in here which I think are. Are way I think more your likely. free guy one is gonna surprise us and Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise is going to succeed. I, I think Jungle Cruise is going to do Pirates of the Caribbean numbers. That's bold. I, I hope Pirates you're of right. the Caribbean three numbers. <laughs> I I don't know. I think there's some of these are gonna surprise us. I think they're gonna come out of the of the weeds. All right. All right. It's a good question. So, Scott, do you want to ask the next yeah. question? Well, actually, one, one quick follow-up to that. Which of the movies of the Disney movies here do you think will do best? you think it's Jungle Cruise? Uh, I, I bet you it's going to be Black Widow. I think it's going to be Black Widow. I'm not looking forward to it, but I think that's what it is. I think it's going to be Soul. I agree with Soul. Mm-hmm. Pixar wow. does well. I hope so. I hope Soul. And it's the summer movie. Black Widow's March. That's yo, not... and I know you're crapping on West Side Story, but yo, West Side, West Side Story starring <laughs> Ansel Elgore and featuring, uh, what's his name? Um, who's the guy from Titanic, the music, um, uh, Reece, uh, what's his name? Brian D.R.C. James. Brian D.R.C. James as Officer Krupke. Okay, so who cares? <laughs> Me. I'm going to love that. I'm going to go and see that movie. You're not going to see any of these movies. Can we please put a note? Do you see who's directing it? Who? Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg directed West it. Side Story? Yeah. Catherine, come on. Yeah, Tony Kushner did the screenplay. I, I hate West Side Story. Well, you're, you're a dummy. You're a big old dummy. All right, well... <laughs> The last, the last question I had here was, of all of the items on this D23 list, and we'll, we'll keep it exclusive to the D23 list, which is going to have the most indelible in- impact? Thanks to Matt for the word there. Like, looking back in five or ten years, as we think about these things in the past, so maybe we've seen some of these movies and we like them, but we don't really care about them anymore. Um, is it going to be the Runaway Railway, which we haven't talked about at all here? Is it going to be Ratatouille that we talk about? I want to go ride that again. What what has a lasting impact? Anybody have any thought right off the bat? Ratatouille. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, I think, is going to be the lasting impact. Look at how we're talking about, like, Flight of Passage. That's Is that three years this year? It'll be for this summer. Yeah, I mean, that's still the ride we want to get on in Animal Kingdom. And I think that that's going to do wonders for Epcot. Because really, as much as I love Epcot, the rides are not the reason I love Epcot. I like Epcot for festivals, food, drink. Um, Soarin' Stale, especially Soarin' Around the World. And I love Test Track, but I know I'm in the minority of people that like run to Test Track. So 
I think that's going to do great things for Epcot as a whole. And I think I'm going to keep wanting, if I had a fast pass anywhere at Epcot, it would not be frozen. <laughs> it would be Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Um, Soul, the movie Soul. It is, I think that it has the potential to have a cultural impact in the same way that Black Panther did. It is going to be a largely African-American cast. Um, you have Jamie Foxx, Felicia Rashad, David Diggs, Questlove. Um, that, Pete, was, what? that was my reason why I picked it to do the best financially. Yeah, Pete Docter is, is producing and directing, I believe. And you've got um, music done, original music by John Batiste, and the score is being done, which I just figured this out, which is awesome, is being done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who have done like all the David Fincher movies, and they do they do really great work. I think that it looks charming. I think it has potential to not be not just be a really good success, but also have a cultural impact that we'll be talking about in the same vein as Black Panther. Inside track for best picture for best animated. Best animated, yes. Yeah. Oh. I think it could be best picture as well. You think it could have? It, I it mean, could I don't be nominated. Know. I don't know enough sure. about it to, Toy to Story, say. Wasn't best. Toy Story three nominated? I think so. This was, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, without a doubt, best animated. Okay. Rob? Oh me. Oh sorry. Um, th- this one's difficult. I I kind of like the sole answer. Could I? Can I? Uh, take an easy one and say Star Wars Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland Park which opens January wow. 17th because that's <laughs> yeah, on the list sure. um, no but that's a cop out um, I, I don't I, uh, I don't know um, maybe Avengers with the Spider-Man ride the Avengers Campus yeah I think but, I agree with you on that and I think the reason is that we're going to I believe somehow we're going to see that as a blueprint for more Marvel in Disney World someday. And we'll be talking about... I I just, I can't imagine that they're not going to find a way to do something. They're doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but all the... I don't know enough about the contract thing. I don't either. (laughs) Me neither. I don't either. But I agree with you. I think the Marvel land is going to be something that we're still talking about as being really cool. Good. Well, that was a. Any any other final thoughts? No. Gonna be a heck of a year. We're gonna be a heck of a year. Good twenty twenty to go. All right. Does anybody have any uh, last call items? Nope. No, we went over a lot. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we did. We did a lot of we talking. Did. All right. Me neither. All right. So that leaves us with our cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Happy New Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.